to another episode of the Issues of the Day podcast. We bring you the hottest issues and topics that are in the news and that concern most all people. We are not a political station, nor do we promote any one side of the story. We try to bring you the most current issues and look at it from all angles. Today we will talk about the state of our economy in the United States. This economy that we currently have is getting worse. As we see it from the common American person, we are getting squeezed to the point that we are hurting more now than ever in the past. As a common person trying to get ahead in life now is so hard and so difficult. Most people are living paycheck to paycheck and still not having enough to get a comfortable life or even a life to where we can meet necessities to live comfortably. We are cutting into our savings, our 401k, our IRAs, and worst, we are maxing out our credit cards. Today the use of credit cards in the American household has reached a point that it is the highest it has ever been. Currently the American people have a $1.079 trillion credit card debt. This is a record high for the American people. On average, the public is increasing the debt over $223 billion per quarter. Soon, this will come to a boiling point and the bankruptcy filings will start to hit an all-time high as well. Once this happens, the banking system will be strained to the breaking point. Smaller banks may fold and go under, then leading the bigger banks to absorb the failures of the smaller banks. The high interest rates that the banks are having to give out to the customers also happen to the banks themselves, to borrow money, to keep the assets they need to cover their customers. The smaller banks will walk away, but the board members of those banks will walk away with good severance pensions and leave the bigger banks to raise more capital to absorb the smaller banks. How are the banks going to do this? They will always pass the buck to the smaller investor and raise rates on everything from home loans to credit card rates to even lowering savings account interest rates so that they can take over the smaller banks and yet the larger banks will lose nothing because they pass on the loss to the American public. Sure, the federal government will also step in and make some bailouts to depositors and yet again, this will be passed on the American public in the form of adding to the already high national debt. It's a disgusting circle that we are going through. All this is related to the economy getting worse each day. If this is not stopped, or some way to stop this circle, the American public will be worse off in a short time than many third world countries. Talking to a lot of people, this all started when the current administration stopped the drilling of oil within our own borders. Sure, we are still getting oil out the ground here in the United States, but we are not getting any new drilling started due to political red tape executive orders passed by this current administration that prohibits any new drilling. Sure, the administration say it can drill on certain lands, but those lands that the administration wants the companies to drill on will yield no product in the ground. They need to explore and drill on new grounds, but the administration has banned any new land to be used. 
This administration has also cut off the pipelines that would flow oil into the country and around this country to the refineries. With this, the price of gas has gone up. To the American people, this was the start of the United States' downfall. It made everything go up in price. From transportation to the oil or gas, we need to heat our homes. In the dead of winter, the American people must make choices of what they need to prioritize what is needed most in their homes. Do they need food? Do they need to pay back bills? Do they need to heat their homes? Why does the richest country in the world have people dying because they cannot afford to heat their houses? It's a crime to have the government raise the price on the necessities to the American people so that they cannot have a comfortable life, by making it so that gas and oil are too expensive. They either go hungry or freeze to death. Many Americans are going deeper into debt each week just to maintain a life that will not allow them to go hungry or to freeze due to the people not having the money enough to go around like they used to in the past. This also takes a toll on the household members and a bigger toll on the person or persons who at one time was able to give their family a comfortable lifestyle. Now a comfortable lifestyle is that the head of household needs to make the choice do I feed my family or do I allow them to freeze in the winter. This price increase of gas and oil has increased the price of food due to transportation of the goods to the stores. It's not just the cost of transportation, but the cost to use machines to farm the lands, harvest the lands, fertilize the crops, all have added to the overall cost of putting food on the tables for the families to eat, or to put clothes on the family that needs it cause the kids are growing up and they need new clothes, or to buy warmer blankets to use, cause they cannot afford to heat their homes now. A lot of companies have raised the prices due to just being able to and blame it on the economy. These companies should be fined and forced to prove why they raised the prices. If not, they should face hefty fines and forced to lower them to a level they were at before. The old saying that you pay more now and get less is so true because the companies have started to put less in each package than they did before and Keep the price at the same or even raise it a little, but make the people think they are still getting a good deal. Overall, a spike of 10.6% in gas prices contributed to a 0.6% increase in the consumer price index. Since we now must rely on getting our oil from other countries, we are at their mercy to pay whatever price they demand. These countries do not like the USA and they will inflate the price and cut output levels to justify the increase. Yes, prices have gone down in the past, but the administration does that only by tapping into our petroleum reserves. This stockpile of oil was to help the USA in times of emergency. Our current stockpile is about 355 million barrels out of a 714 million barrel reserve. We have depleted more than one half of our supplies. We would use this in case there was a war to help fuel our nation as needed. If we were to ever go to war, this nation is completely not ready to support any conflict anywhere. We do not have the reliable oil supply to use, 
We do not have any way to quickly start up getting our stockpiles to adequate levels to support any conflict. It will take the U.S. about six months at the shortest to even start to drill again and get back to the levels we were at before. This administration has pushed the electric agenda to the point it has harmed this country to the breaking point. Next the administration will want to electrify all the military vehicles and pause the conflict every few hours to recharge. We will not have the fuel to power our navy or fly our planes to protect our nation or our allies. This administration does not care about protecting our borders and looking more like each day they do not care about the American people as well. So maybe that is why they do not care about building back up the stockpile. If they were to just build up the reserves again, that would employ a lot of people and very much help kickstart this country's economy again. Even with a full reserve of oil that would only last the USA about 60 days. We need to keep that full and keep pumping out of the ground to support the current day-to-day -day demand. This will lower prices again. The saddest thing in our country is that once prices go up, they are so slow to ever start to go back down again. The stuff we need and buy at the store may never go back down. Corporate greed will not cut prices once the public is accustomed to paying higher prices. If all the companies could just do what is needed to help the American public and lower prices, we will be back to being a strong self-supporting country again. One that would not have to rely on outside help to do the things we used to do or could do again. With this, it is a complete failure to protect our nation on many fronts. Our economy is called a mixed economy. This means it is exhibiting characteristics of both capitalism and socialism. Such a mixed economy embraces the free market when it comes to capital use but it also allows for government intervention for the public good. Lots of our politicians do not know how it is to live paycheck to paycheck, because they are rich. Maybe not rich in cash, they are rich in subsidies. They get over 72% of their health care covered. They also bend the rules in their favor and have inside information on how companies are doing, what companies will get what government deals, and, in turn they invest in those companies. Sure, it's against the law, but they have ways around that and they sure do it. Only if they had to make a daily or weekly report on their investments, then the American public would also know what they are up to and what to invest in themselves. Yes, they do have to report their holdings and earnings now, but only like six months after the fact. Politicians get a lot of free benefits or reduced price stuff because they get it from the party itself. Where do they get the money for this stuff? It's simple, donations. Donations from the people go to everything from airplane fares to private security. If they are rank and file, they get free security. All this does not help the economy because it just seems like they are out of touch with what the regular person must go through every day. They are blind to it because they do not live it. Sure, they hear about it or see it, but they turn a blind eye to it all. 
What must we do to make this economy better? We must just sit back and think about what drives the economy. Consumer spending is a big way to drive the economy up. The more we spend the more the economy flourishes. But then the Fed step in to control the spending by raising interest rates. That is part of our mixed economy, socialism is what raising taxes is called in the mixed economy. We need to invest more into business, but with the restrictions it's hard to create a small business, and the capital to start one is overwhelming as well. That is what this nation is, capitalism where people control the trade and industry for profit. With our current national debt, it will be so hard if ever, to pay anything back to where the government will relax its taxes and allow the public to start to prosper again. Yes, we need to pay it back, but why not pay it back on what money we make from exports? We do that now, but we can export so much more and bring it down. We are nowhere near on what we can deliver in liquid natural gas. We can supply all of Europe and all our allies with it and take all the profit from that and put it to the debt, then we will start to see it come down. Why not even supply our enemies with it, and they get used to it, and then we can control them by cutting exports and raising prices. Just as they do to us now. All these states that raise the taxes to build roads and other infrastructure is crazy since the U.S. government passed over a $3 trillion infrastructure bill. This bill was to help Americans get to work, build stuff, and yet this has been at such a slow pace. All it seems to do is raise the debt. A lot of the money the government is spending on is to promote a green agenda. This was started all wrong from the start. It was pushed out too fast. The American public is not ready for it yet. All the materials to make electric come true is too costly. If we get the price of the goods down, and that could be helped by lowering oil prices. The infrastructure for going electric is not there. The administration pushed electric cars too fast and no way to charge them efficiently. The public does not want to plan a trip around charging stations. They want to plan a trip around what they want. The technology to charge a car in the cold is not there yet either. You must expend a lot of charge to warm the battery to be able to accept a charge. Or build a heated garage. That is crazy when Americans cannot even afford to heat their home, but at least their car will be warm. Do not get us wrong, electric is great. But it's just not there yet to make it a reason to stop oil drilling and push electric now. Something to think about is that the eastern region of Ukraine is believed to possess a substantial reserve of approximately 500,000 tons of lithium oxide, which could potentially rank among the most extensive resources globally. It's something that must be done slowly and in order. Stay the course the way it was before and slowly get into all the new ideas to save the planet. Everyone is worried about climate change. Yes, it is a problem, but if you look back in history, climate change has happened throughout all of time here. Dinosaurs did not drive cars or run polluting factories, 
yet they die off due to a climate change event of a meteor strike. The earth flooded, but Noah was not driving around in a car or running factories. Even the population was small then too, yet the earth flooded due to glacier melt, due to the tilt of the earth had changed. It's history, it's fact, it happens. Nothing we can do about it to prevent it, yet. Antarctica was once a warm continent, and then it suddenly changed to be what it is today. The deserts of Egypt were fertile and full of rain and lush green lands. Now it's a desert. Again, climate change due to natural changes in the earth. There is nothing we can do to correct it, and in time it will happen all over again. Volcanoes will erupt, the earth will change, it is inevitable. All in all, we need to get along with each other. We need to stop being so divided. We need to not worry about race, creed, color, or religion, but to worry about ourselves, which includes everyone around us. Do not allow this nation to be torn apart and ruin the fabric of what this nation had been built on. We all should acknowledge each other for who they are, and not condemn anyone for what they are. Support them, support everyone. Stop putting one race above all others, stop pushing for one race to get ahead of another, but to help all races to be equal. Many do not believe in reparations, to give to a group based on what the past has done, or the past has done to them, but to not repeat that past. We are all born here together in this country, we all should live here, side by side, and help one another. We need to keep a strong family value and moral, and that will raise a new generation of caring citizens that will be better than ever before. Do not steal from others to better yourself, for if you really wanted, you could make a better life for you and your children. Do not seek money from actions of the past but just push forward from today. Do not seek justice for what or who has wronged you in the past, but push forward and be the better person for it. This will bring our divided nation closer together and we all will be better for it. Our economy will also flourish and once again, we will be part of the greatest country on earth. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please come again. Please subscribe.